The thing is, I can't go on any more bad dates. I, I would rather be home alone than out with some guy who sells socks on the internet. Well, I'm dating someone. Someone I actually like. Good. Wow. Maria. Maria, Maria, my, my Maria from the gallery? Oh, she's my Maria now. We're having a relationship. Yes, ladies, I'm a lesbian. Wait a second. You're in a relationship? Yes. Oh. And she just walked in, so please get those looks off your faces. Maria! Everybody, welcome to season four, episode four. Um, you know, I just realized what? what is the name of this episode? It's What Sex Gotta Do With It. That's Ooh, right. What I Sex Gotta Do With It. <laughs> I, always, I always write the title down. I didn't have it. Um, we have an awesome guest on the podcast today. We have Christina. Um, we went to college with Christina. We were in a sorority together for a hot Who minute. Knew? Um, Heather, <laughs> little HP, one of our favorite um, friends and guests of the pod, was in the sorority. Too. We get to probably do a whole podcast episode about the sorority, but I don't know who who in the um, out of the girls on Sex City would be in a. Sorority. Oh, Charlotte's in Kappa Charlotte? Kappa Gamma. Charlotte confirmed Kappa Kappa yes. Gamma. Yes. yes, God, that is so right. She wasn't it because she met up with them. So, Christina, welcome to the pod, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me as a, a fan of the pod. I'm so excited. Yay! Oh, we're so happy to have you here. Um, well, just real quick, which character do you identify with um, in Sex and the City? And and tell us about your history with Sex and the City. How long have you been watching? Did you watch when you were younger, et cetera? Um, I definitely didn't watch Sex and the City when it was on because my mom said it was too white. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Wait, I love it. I've got such a good description. I seriously, I couldn't watch Friends. I couldn't watch Sex and the City. Also, it was like too mature. So I definitely feel like I watched like episodes here and there later in life. And then like the, and just like that came out and I was like Mm -hmm. down to revisit. And then I started listening to your pod, which was really fun. Oh, so nice. Yeah. I feel like I'm going backwards. Um, Who, so out of all the characters on the show, who do you most identify with? Um, I definitely am a Miranda for the pod. Yes. Woo! And, you know, obviously, Miranda's so gay. Uh, so that's why I'm really excited <laughs> yeah. to chat about this episode. So excited. Well, it's really interesting because, you know, Cynthia Nixon is queer in... I don't think she'd call herself gay. She'd say queer. Yeah, queer. I'm pretty sure. So she's queer. And in this episode, Samantha is the one who's having this... Um, kind of different sexual experience. She calls herself a lesbian in this episode. So wait, before we get too much into the plot, let me do a quick summary. Yeah, do your famous and then recap. kind of pick which plots we're going to get into because mm-hmm. it's a good one. So in this episode, we see um, Samantha and Maria are coming together. Um, and Samantha is given like a lesson in sexuality and anatomy and Maria kind of like guides her from this like heteronormative way of having sex into like a much more like intimate deeper way that would be satisfying for Maria which the girls feel kind of uncomfortable with they're really not great friends in this episode and when Samantha wants to talk about this new fulfilling relationship 
Um, Carrie in this episode continues to date um, Ray King, the jazz musician, and she first finds it very sexually fulfilling and kind and super fun, but then is really turned off by his um, ADD, as she calls it. And we have like this horrible representation of like uh, mental health in this episode. Um, Charlotte in this episode is dealing with Trey and the bedroom. This is kind of like this has been building up for like episode after episode. Finally, they're able to have successful sex, um, penetrative sex in their bed. And Charlotte's kind of like, where is this going? Am I moving back in? Trey is just kind of obsessed with his penis. Miranda in this episode has my favorite plot line in which we talked about this a couple episodes ago in which she has replaced having sex with eating chocolate cake. I think we've all been there. Um, This is the famous episode in which she eats cake out of the trash, which I highly related with. Um, Overall, great episode. Great episode. Yeah. Um, So what plot point should we get into first? Yeah, Christina, we'd love a cold read. Oh, yeah, cold read of any kind. Just get into it. Well, I had so many thoughts. I feel like there's so many, like, deep contrasts. And so that's why I want to talk about Miranda and the chocolate. Let's do it. Whoop, whoop. Because I feel like we just saw it and just like that. It was like such like a a callback. You know, like there's like her with Steve eating the dessert. <gasps> like I'm doing the same damn thing I've been doing forever. I love this. I oh, love it. Great yeah, I didn't even think about that from just like that. Okay, fill our listeners in with what that um and just like that kind yes. of scene was with Miranda and Steve. What's like the time like and just like that is like how many years in the future? It's well, Brady day, so is like, like going to college. I think so it's about 20 years. 20, about 20 years. So 25 years later, she's still like saying the same old thing, like not feeling fulfilled and not feeling like she is where she wants to be, like sexually, um, just everything. Wow. That's such a good point where, where she's like indulging in like this, maybe like quote unquote eating her feelings like you know, eating, indulging in like a sugary thing at night. She's watching Jon Stewart in this episode, whereas she's on the couch with Steve watching whatever they're watching. I hope it's Jon Stewart. And and maybe Jon Stewart. And they maybe she, yeah, I think that's a great point. It's still not like carpe diem going out there and being who she wants to be, what she wants to be. We were pretty against. We were very pro Miranda and Steve as like loyalist to the show. So when in just like that completely changed that narrative arc or didn't change it, but kind of took it a different direction. Mm-hmm. I think we were upset by it. But when we go back in the series and really look at Steve and Miranda's relationship, there were all these like seeds of like yes. discontent between them in which mm. it wasn't just this perfect, like we met, we loved, we this. There was a lot of like like you see in the episode after this, Miranda was like, okay, not being with Steve. Yeah. Like yeah she was like fine with it. So I'm curious if you think Miranda's arc to eventually becoming queer makes sense in relation to the series now, like seasons four, five. Yeah. So much. Like I didn't even make that connection until that question, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just like, so and like in parallel to Sam, like having this moment where she's like, I'm learning about sex. And she's like supposed to be like the vixen of the group. And she like really feels affirmed. And then you have Miranda in such contrast, I think is so 
interesting in the, the long game of things. Yeah, really, really interesting. Um, but the Miranda eating, you know, take out the like narrative arc of the show and you just have like Miranda indulging in the cake. It really is a relatable scene in just like a micro sense of like um, indulging in food. And we talked about um, you know, eating food out of the trash. And I really called Gilly <laughs> out. Me out. I, well, I'm not sure if um, you listen to this either. part of it, but like Gilly once threw roasted cauliflower away and then eight hours later thought about eating it. And I said, <laughs> taking it out. I said, that was way too long <laughs> from throwing it away. Whereas in this episode, Miranda just puts it in, then takes it out. message. I know you're probably busy having mind-blowing sex right now, but I feel that you need to know your good friend Miranda Hobbs has just taken a piece of cake out of the garbage and eaten it. You'll probably need this information when you check me into the Betty Crocker clinic. I, I for some reason, remembered this scene as it being hours later that she goes back to the trash. It doesn't seem as I mean, offensive. I think she's watching still one John Stewart <laughs> episode or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Well, no, but in this scene. She used to put, I love when she used to squeeze soap onto the brownies so she forces herself to stop eating them. Yeah. Um, it's like a little but, disordered eating. But that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. disordered eating. But um, no, I thought it was um, kind of a great plot line for Miranda in that, you know, she's still really grappling with singleness post mm-hmm. breakup with Steve. Like, they've been broken up for quite a bit of time now. And since their breakup, like, mm-hmm. she hasn't really had anyone, has she? She's literally on strike. Yes. 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 Right. She's on strike. Which I, I know that she's done this, like, sexual strike before. Do you remember the – was this the – Dry ep- spell or – Yeah, wasn't the dry spell one the one where she was going to Blockbuster and, like, the – uh, the construction guys are trying to hit on her. I feel like yeah. she's done dry spells before, and we've I seen this on the show. Miranda, her character is kind of the punchline of being the like not getting enough ass character. But I wonder now, in the sense of in just like that, if it's because she wasn't really fulfilling desires that she had. Um, but okay, so I think the really ridiculous plot line in this episode is the the biggest one is really Samantha and Maria, and I ridiculous. I say ridiculous because of the show really dating itself and how they talk about sexuality, mm-hmm. how they talk about just friends being supportive like it was kind of wild that when Samantha you know I think if you, if your friend like sat down at a table and said like I'm dating a woman there is room for pause right like if that had never yeah they talked about it so I understand they're kind of like whoa that's interesting that's different I love how Carrie was like more shocked that she was in a relationship not that it was with a woman it was just being in a relationship but I felt like her friends like really failed her this episode agreed like really failed her yeah um, and then and then when she starts talking about it, they're like, whoa, whoa, too far. <laughs> like, I just thought. <laughs> well, it was super self-hating. Once they mentioned a vagina, Samantha mentioned vagina. They were like, too far. It was like, oh, God, Carrie shows her like her like modesty way too much. There's so many Carrie trackers in this. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. Oh, please. Sorry. List off the first one. Well, first one for sure. Like, 
after <laughs> when she it, when they're all leaving without Sam the restaurant um and she's like how did I get upset I had the sex news like how dare she you know the truly amazing thing is I had the news tonight I had the most intense mind-blowing or- I believe was the word orgasm of my life and Samantha still managed to upsex me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is definitely the first Carrie tracker. I had that one too. That she- Carrie had this like mind-blowing orgasm with like Ray King, the jazz guy. And then she's like, oh, I got, yeah. Yeah, she thought that that Obsessed. was going to be the news of the, the dinner. Yeah. Okay, so first Carrie tracker. Any other ones? All of her like dumb dad jokes. She was like, vagina, sh- vagina. Like, yeah. Carrie, <laughs> you're not funny. Yeah, yeah. I know. Carrie, those Puns suck. <laughs> or or when, um, you know, my Samantha Zinger is. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Carrie's like, you just caught us off guard with the whole lesbian thing. And Samantha goes, it's just a label like Gucci or Versace. <laughs> Carrie goes, or Birkenstock. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, Carrie. Like, I actually love that one. <laughs> that one made me giggle. <laughs> No, yeah, Birkenstocks that one is funny. hot right now. Yeah, okay, Birkenstocks Gary? are in. Gay, straight, queer, or not. Birkenstocks are for everyone. So are knockoff Birkenstocks. I know. Um, um, well, I thought was um, one of my carry trackers, which it, <laughs> I believe I was laughing out loud while we were watching <laughs> Sarah, which is, you know, uh, Samantha at one point tells Carrie, you know, I'm like disappointed. Like, I made a major announcement. Like, I'm seeing Marina, Maria, you guys didn't ask me a thing about my relationship. Not only is it like a big deal that I'm in a relationship, but I'm in a relationship with a woman. You guys are like not even saying anything. And so Carrie, before, you know, Samantha gets to brunch, lets the girls know when she gets here, we have to talk about her relationship. <laughs> like, I found it so funny that Carrie has to try to consider other people and it really bums her out. <laughs> you know, it's like such an inconvenience to Carrie to like talk about other people and their happiness. That's their definitely an ultimate Carrie tracker right yeah. there. She's literally the yeah. worst. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, there were a ton of, I, I'm kind of doing an overall Miranda Charlotte Carey tracker in this episode of like all the jokes they made to her about like kind of like just different lesbian puns like over at Casa de Lesbo, yeah. um, Lesbian de Jour, just like every that was all Miranda. Joke. She was the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but what? I wonder if that if it was like a little <laughs> self hating. Like, what is that? Like, why was it stemming from Miranda? And then she was like, she like aggressively said, like, you don't become a lesbian. You don't just like eat pussy. What was that line? I don't think she's a lesbian. I think she just ran out of men. Then you go on strike. You don't eat pussy. Who did you just say? Eat pussy? I did, but just for emphasis. You go on strike. You don't eat pussy. Oh, God. <laughs> and even Gary was like, what did you just say? Um, You're right. They were from Miranda. A lot of like, the jokes were from Miranda. Majority. Well, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was interesting because, yeah, I, I mean, the, the conversation was super archaic. Like, it, it shoots to the scene of them walking down the street. Samantha's gone. She's like, you don't just, like, say you're you know a lesbian like i'm a shoe i'm a fire hydrant 
How does that work? Uh, you go to bed one night, you wake up the next morning, and poof, you're a lesbian? Oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm a fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah, I'm a shoe. I always wanted to be one, and poof, now I am. <laughs> it, it was like so earth shattering to them. Whereas, I don't know, I find today now that uh, maybe I'm just not based. I just feel like people do what they want to do and see who they want to see. And um, they were just so taken aback by the concept of Samantha, who is like the sexually liberated character is like having sex with who she wants to like, see who she wants to see. I don't know. Yeah, I think all of them. Yeah. I feel like they're all supposed to be these like sexually liberated women. And like, this is like, so bracing to them. Yeah. And I think they really um, showed probably of the time homophobia when it's people who really don't think they're being homophobic or they don't think they are. They think they're being like it's like they think they're being the good white person. They think they're being the good like straight friend. Like they think they're I don't think these are people who are intentionally trying to be cruel or ignorant, but I think it speaks to probably like how so much of conversations have changed. We have different language now. We have different like positive frameworks for different relationships and like positive representations of 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 queerness um, that I don't think really existed on TV at that time. Like maybe there were some shows, but I think Sex and City was like trying to, to do something right. It's just funny in this day and age, like how much they would have failed on our standards of like how we talk about um, sex, sexuality, gender. I mean, yeah. I personally think it would be hard to be Samantha with these kinds of friends. I don't know. Like, it'd be awful. Yeah. I, I don't think that Samantha probably felt good. I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. It, it was like, she had like what? It was like two options. Like, they either completely ignore the conversation or it's so like shocking to them. And even she calls Carrie later and is like, okay, so did you guys talk about me? And that, that, made was, me, that made me feel sad. Yeah, I like yeah. Out. I don't know. Another Carrie Tracker. <laughs> yeah, she was like, well, two, no, nine blocks. I'm like, oh my God, just say two. Just say two, bitch. <laughs> it might have been 10. Just say two. Um, but I, I'm curious what you think about the um the representation of uh a queer relationship on the show if they got some things right what did they what do you think they didn't represent well I thought like you know from like the standpoint of I do believe that Samantha is queer but like at that point she was like a straight woman like visiting land of lesbians and she really did like come back like I feel like in this way that feels very like endearing and Right. Like, she's like, did you know, like, sex education to the max? And it was like, that was really beautiful and sweet. But also, it was really, really sweet when uh, Samantha came back. And she's like, do you know, we have three holes. <laughs> it was just like, so ridiculous. Um, but like, really, I always call this that, like, in- took me a second. I was like, well, no, I know. I was like, what? which one do you definitely? But like- <laughs> I, I always call it enlightened. <laughs> You've never done that. Like <laughs> enlightened Samantha. Um, and Samantha has these like really beautiful moments of honesty and vulnerability. Well, she's always honest. 
But then there becomes this this like tenderness and sweetness to her that I thought Maria brought out in this yeah. kind of like this intimacy and connection um, because Samantha and her approach to sex can at times be like, I think there is a lot of pleasure, but it can also be performative. And you see this when she's like with Maria she's like and Maria's moaning. like, I don't, this isn't a porno flick. Like I loved that. Kind of, that was my favorite moment. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, regardless of like your sexuality, have had that moment in which they're performing sex yeah. in which the way they think they should be doing it, not what actually feels good. Um, well, I think she was I think Maria was speaking to like, I don't know, I thought that I thought it was a great point in the show. In my note, it, it felt really like um, relevant what Maria was bringing up, which is this is this is about connecting. This isn't about performance. This isn't about I mean, certainly if performance, you know, we don't want to like, you know, completely cross that off the list, whatever kind of gets people excited. But I, I do I do find it interesting that um, Maria's pointing out that it doesn't have to be this like. Performance thing like we can do this together, we can like, I don't know, I just thought the connection part was interesting was interesting because like I I've certainly have been with men who I feel like are just doing their like, you know, they have like the, the little their little tricks. You know, the <laughs> little they, tricks up their sleeve. Little tricks. one, two tricks. Party tricks. little party tricks and you're like, oh clearly like this is their like shtick and that I'm not the first one they've done it for. <laughs> so you, you just you don't feel that connected to them. I mean, it, I'm glad that people are like taking notes, but at the same time, like um it's yeah I, not about showing off well and in that scene it was really interesting because samantha was um kind of making sounds of pleasure a little too soon right yeah. like like i think anyone would be like i don't think you're that into it this quickly yeah and that's yeah, okay yeah. and that's okay you don't have to be like we could get there um but i think you know samantha kind of says like well men haven't complained and and i think there are a ton of differences between men and women in the bedroom and, and, and like pleasure and connection. And, but I think this was a great overall conversation about healthy sexual dynamics and relationships that are really based on communication and this like consensual experience. Um, so I like that Maria kind of educates Samantha in this way. And, um, you know, this sets Samantha up for the rest of the season in which she meets Richard. Yes, it's not like a healthy relationship, yeah. but Samantha does kind of fall in love. So I feel like Maria opens Samantha's heart up, which oh, was really nice. That's so sweet. Yeah. Cause like, I actually don't know like the context of the, mm-hmm. where they are. So that's like really lovely to hear. Cause actually that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up because, you know, this is like a relationship one for Samantha and then like two like she hasn't had sex yet and then with Carrie it's like the opposite and it's like who yeah. is getting what they want who's having the better sex well it sounds like Carrie's having good sex but like yeah. could yeah. it be better Carrie Ray King oh, Ray man. King man I don't know he he okay I'm just gonna yeah okay I what are your what are your thoughts Ray King is one of my favorite men of the sex in the city series oh that wow get with okay yeah. christina what's your cold read on ray king yeah what do you think of ray <laughs> he's one of those like goofy <laughs> like music obsessed but like interesting <laughs> i kind of like his aloofness he's just into music and 
he just I don't know he's like a really fun spirit like he he like he's to, a fun guy to, to, this I might be completely biased but to quote he says to Carrie I want a bourbon and I want to go down on you like damn it you stole my line <laughs> you like, stole it I really he want just to seems that like one. he wants to have fun and um I really like that. <laughs> yeah, and no. he's like attractive. He's into jazz. And- he's into jazz. Yeah, Ray King, super cute, really handsome, great apartment. Like that yeah. apartment aged very well. Like a classic mid-century modern, but like well done and like records. And huge. <laughs> it's big. He owns a jazz club. Like Ray's a fucking catch carry. Yeah, when he came over and said, I want a bourbon and I want to go down on you, like, I'm sorry. That should be on a fucking t-shirt or yeah. something. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's what all women that. deserve. I know, seriously. Like, we all deserve a Ray King in our life. Yeah. Um, at the end, you know, he's sitting there on the sofa playing the banjo. And then she's just, just like, ugh, like, he's a lost cause. Like, he's just <laughs> interested in a banjo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this is random. I'm going to bring it up now before I forget. So I don't know, Christina, on the podcast, you, we, we've, you've heard us say, but like we never know what month oh. or day or season it is. Okay. So what I found out this episode when we were looking at Miranda eating the cake out of the trash, she had a calendar up and it said July and it was July 12th, 13th. It was a whole week. But also in this episode, they're wearing leather coats. Carrie has a beret on. Like clearly cold weather clothing. Someone needs we to think? be fact checking this because they don't realize that you're such a sleuth. They just like <laughs> yes. weren't up on their game. <laughs> I know. And Miranda, for her character, she wouldn't have a July calendar up in like November. That yeah. doesn't ring true for her at all, right? No, she's detail oriented. She's on top of it. She's a highly professional person. Um, but so I also think that like HBO at the time, home box office wasn't expecting people to be having like giant like HD TVs. Like it was so clear, and I have an astigmatism. <laughs> yeah, like, and it was just like. Mm, I love that yeah, statement. Right. And I yeah. have an astigmatism. Yeah, yeah. No, really? Like, too crisp. Yeah, they, I, I don't think they realized that screenshots would exist like, and all the podcasts about the show. work was like so detailed. Yeah. Right? Like the clothing, all the stuff, but they, of course, they had July. So um, we're always curious to figure out like what year, time, everything. And that gave us a little bit of a clue, but we're still not there quite yet. <laughs> that That is interesting that why was Ray the one that kind of did this? this well, it, yeah. it leads me to, I mean, again, if you if anyone feels comfortable answering, ha, has there an, ever been like a Ray King type of experience for you guys that was like pretty obviously no strings attached and it was just fun? And... You know, you didn't really like care doesn't care that it ends, you know, like something no. like that. Are you saying like an intensely just like a fun sexual experience where you're not like bummed it doesn't go anywhere because you kind of like, eh, like I don't really see myself being with Ray King. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, who wants to take Ooh. the floor? Oh, God. Christina. Um, I definitely feel like I can relate with many Ray Kings. I'm in a summer of crushes and I feel like they're so beautiful because yeah. that's a Ray King. It's like, you actually don't want to get to know them a little better. Yeah. Like you want to like stay in this like intense mutual attraction. And then yes. you, you literally can't learn where he went to school. Like you don't yes. want to know. You don't need to know. 
Yes. And like, it's interesting because sometimes I wonder, like I have a desire for that right now. And sometimes I wonder, well, why, like what would getting to know about them like ruin? Would it ruin the fantasy? Would it pierce through? You know, like, I don't know. Well, I think this goes back to kind of the question that Carrie asks about like, you know, can you have really that like intense, amazing sex? And I think it what Carrie's looking for is like, oh, then this just automatically must mean I need to get to know the guy. Yeah. We must have a relationship. Mm. And I think that's kind of like sold to women that you can't just have like strings, like non not no strings attached sex that you like, oh, that's wrong. Like I think Carrie something in her like conservative brain is going off that like oh I I should be having a relationship this with this person means fate like this means something could right be the one whereas or- maybe women should be taught more that it's okay to have crushes it's okay to just kind of like have like great sex but not have anything come from it but I think in our society that's been really demonized and seen as like wrong for women to want or to have totally. so we don't always have like positive frameworks for how that could look yeah um what do you think yeah 100% I really love that like that even made me think about like, you know, the grand arc of the episode is just like Sam really trying something different and really like moving through it and like enjoying sex in such a different way. And like sex is pleasure. And like, you can do this too, Carrie. You can do this too. <laughs> so I'm not sure if anyone, you guys noticed this, Uh-oh. but I noticed something deeply concerning in this episode. Oh no, what? <laughs> okay. What? So I know we were talking about how you know, pleasuring breaking is. But I noticed at one point that it appears that Gary and Ray were 69ing, but he was on top. <laughs> and it concerned me. Okay. So what I see in this episode is that Ray is like his face is one way, like towards yeah. her. And you see her feet. And her I was toes. like, oh, my God, is he on top of her? That poor girl. <laughs> she's, be- she's being something like six, four, and she's like five feet tall. Yeah. yeah so the reverse. That's why she's giggling so much. She's trying to breathe. <laughs> she's hyperventilating. Yeah, she's, I don't know. I just thought it was so funny that like, like they clearly he loves going down on her. He's mentioned this, <laughs> but he's like, you know what? I want mine too. And so I'm going to be. And that's why we love breaking. So that was what concerned me this episode. <laughs> that's why we love yeah. breaking. He's not afraid to, to be himself, put himself out there. Rating this episode, Christina, what do you think? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. It's out of five, right? Yes. And you can do points, anything you want. I think it's going to be a four point for me is that high that is high, that's high. i think that's, that's our high. that's our that's, that's our high. explain please explain yeah t- tell us what why well so christina mentioned this that she's only seen like five episodes of sex and city oh i love it yeah so she's seen all of them just like that but is working backwards oh. so like this might be a 4.5 depending on the episodes that you've seen i feel like so yeah yeah, okay. I'm Grace. I'm gonna get back a little bit. Four point two five. I enjoyed it. Please do, okay. it's okay. Um I really liked yeah. like Sam at the center, like being like the one that's mm-hmm. in love or like in a relationship and exploring sex in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I left out 
loud multiple times. So I'm going to give it a uh, 3.75. Oh, dang. That's my rating too. Yeah. We have to rate some five. But it's only because, no, it's so funny. This this happens sometimes where ratings are a little bit different. It's I've been holding off my fours because I know what season four we're getting into. Um, Jason is actually doing like a compilation of all of our ratings and kind of figuring out why we rate how we rate. Like sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I was in a fucking bad mood when I watched this. I'm giving it a two. And he's like, well, that's kind of not a good rating system. We need to get women out of the sciences. (laughs) (laughs) Emotions are created. Were you on your period when you read the data? Yeah, no, my data is very skewed. So (laughs) this three... 3.75 3.75 feels fair for this episode for me. Yeah, I think so. Wow. I'm not menstruating. I'm not <laughs> emotional. It's just my yes. rating. Um, well, yeah. we uh, loved having you on, Christina. Thanks for Thank having you so me. so much for being our guest. This is so yes, fun. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, so that was episode four. We have episode five next week, and we have an awesome um, guest coming on for that. So, yeah, everybody, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye, our little jazz players. See you next week, our little (laughs) snare drums. Or no, our little bocetas. Our little bocetas.